It's Friday, November 17th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from New Delhi, India. Well, today we are at uh, the Hope Foundation here in New Delhi, and we have been able to spend some time with the folks here at the orphanage that the New Hope uh, or the Hope Foundation runs and have the opportunity just to meet with Jolly, uh, the director of the orphanage. And uh, this is the orphanage that many of you may remember on September 5th and 6th. We did a podcast with the Gwen family and their family adopted little Sahil, who is now Caleb, from this orphanage, and Sahil got very sick, was put on a ventilator, and they tell their story. If you want to go back and listen to the podcast from September 5th and 6th, they tell their story, but Jolly, now that we're here with you, will you just introduce yourself, and then also just tell us a little bit about your responsibilities and kind of your vantage point, how you saw uh, the 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 deals with Caleb uh, really come into fruition. Hi, I'm Jolly Givargis. Uh, I am uh, the adoption officer from Ho Foundation, uh, Delhi. Uh, Ho Foundation uh, in India, we have around uh, 100 different programs uh, all over India in uh, 27 cities. We have a a home for the orphan children, we have a a home for the elderly and HIV affected uh, uh, patients and we also have schools and uh, skill training programs and uh, few medical programs and uh, Asheran Orphanage is an adoption agency which is in Delhi and uh, we were we were blessed to care for Caleb. Caleb uh, lived with us here for almost like two years and uh, he was um, um, tiny uh, baby who grew up and uh, he was very cheerful and very uh, very much loved by all the uh, all the caregivers all the staff over here I mean he would call them Didi and Bhaiya and uh, we were very happy that when uh, uh, Gwyn family decided to adopt him because uh, Caleb had special needs so we were uh, praying that you know he get a family. It is not easy for uh, families to adopt a special need child, but we were very much um, thrilled, you know, when we heard that our family is there to adopt him and love him and care for him. But um, when uh, the adoption process was happening and uh, when the family was about to take him, just before that he fell very sick and uh, he was hospitalized and uh, his condition uh, instead of uh, improving it went uh, it became worse and uh, he was put on ventilator and he was on ventilator for more than three weeks three and a half weeks and uh, during that time uh, three times the doctors tried to take him off the ventilator but uh, um, he he couldn't breathe Mm-hmm. And uh, every time, uh, I mean, we were really um, struggling in our faith. You know, we were really holding on to God. We were all praying, and uh, 
the the all the people in the church in india was praying for him and we were very happy to know that uh, people in um, us uh, also uh, were all praying for him and uh, uh, even the hospital people the the guards and the doctors they were all uh, kind of you know uh, really wishing his um, recovery and praying for him even the child welfare committee here they i mean they are not christians but when they heard they were all passing on uh, whatsapp messages to pray for kela and we were very encouraged by that you know but it was a very 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 difficult time and uh, when i informed uh, the lifeline agency and the uh, and and the parents were informed in my mind i thought the parents would in come and take the child but it was just the opposite you know as soon as they heard you know they just came rushing and you know they took a flight and came and they just said i want we want to be with our son that really helped you know them being with uh, caleb and uh, he got bonded with them in the hospital though they were sitting with him you know when he was not conscious but throughout i mean he must have uh, he must have experienced that uh, that uh, nearness that closeness with them and uh, i i mean later on when they took him from the hospital you know he he didn't have any issues bonding with with them you know they they he was able to bond with them and um, uh the doctors also had uh, lost faith and they had been telling and we would we would we would constantly tell them you know that god will do a miracle through you, mm. through you you know don't give up uh, so um i mean uh, it was very much faith building for uh, i think god's name was glorified all over uh, among the among the hospital staff among the doctors and among the christians you know many people uh, shared with me that their faith increased you know by holding on to praying you know for caleb and seeing you know how he he recovered you know from such a uh, difficult uh, situation it was like uh, for him facing death and then coming mm-hmm. out of that mm-hmm. so we are we are very um, grateful to god and we are very grateful to the family uh, and uh, lifeline agency mm-hmm. for supporting him and now we see his photograph smiling and he is able to walk around and we are very happy to see that well, i know that the family was so grateful for what you did and i know they've just spoken of of how you cared for him at the beginning to do the pass off for him them to take care of him now and uh, as a ministry and as a family we're just grateful for what you and your team have done for Caleb and you know it just shows a, a whole working of the body that we all do our parts and our pieces and uh I I'd love for you to uh you talked about earlier when Dr. Rick and I were talking to you that you and your husband uh left you were a nurse and your husband was an engineer and you left to work in 1991 with Hope Foundation talk a little bit about the first work that you did together yeah yeah in uh before before marriage uh, myself and my husband you know i was a, i was a nurse in all india institute of medical science the government uh, hospital and uh, my husband was a civil engineer 
so uh, as a church we we wanted to help the poor but then we would uh, only go and distribute the blankets and clothes to the poor and then we came across a colony of leprosy patients you know they were beggars so um we discussed as a church what to do and, and uh, uh since i was a nurse i uh, volunteered to help out so since that time um, me and my husband we both were about to get married and uh, and as soon as we got married and you know, both of us we left our jobs and then started working for the leprosy patients so what we did was to just go and go with the um, bandages and medicines and then bandage them wherever we see them all over uh, delhi in the colony and then we would go to the street where they are begging and then we would you know open up our uh, thing and then bandage them and that way we started helping lot of leprosy patients all over delhi and then we um, uh, the colony we started working got burned uh because of some fire broke out over there it was of made of plastic so um still we were standing in the ashes and we were bandaging them and then the former president uh, uh, of india venkatraman's daughter pa- passed by and so both of us standing and bandaging you know in the ashes so she 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 became curious and she came and asked us how can i help you and then we said yes and she helped us to acquire a land from the government mm. uh, in uh, tahirpur and uh, she helped us to uh, build get the permissions from the government to build houses for the leprosy patients so we have built around 700 houses for the leprosy patients wow. uh, and um, um uh, the the churches all over all over all over the world raised fund for that at that time and um, the colony uh, had all these people used to be beggars and uh, we started um, training their children and uh, treating them uh, medically and also we uh, gave skill training for the uh, youth and um, and help them to start small businesses and we gave them micro credit uh, i mean gave them money and then they started business and the, i mean the colony has developed now and uh, many of their children are professionals now we still continue working with them uh, in a different way like the elderly they need bandaging and uh, uh, we also do the skill training program we continue doing the skill training program and we also have uh, um i mean other programs in delhi yeah. now now my husband is moved into the central administration we have we have over uh, around 550 staff all over the all over india so uh, my husband is in the central admin doing governing and, and administration and i take care of the orphanage and adoptions and uh, uh, a small uh, literacy program. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's truly not small the work that the Lord is doing through the Hope Foundation in India, throughout the whole country and just so encouraging to see how the body of Christ is is raising up to do work um in and through the Hope Foundation, through the literacy programs and the leper colonies and the adoption and and even you know outside of your office here you have a sign with all the impact this home right here has made 
with over 500 kids that have passed through and uh, with all of the adoptions domestically to Indian families, as well as the adoptions internationally. And so we just, we thank you, Jolly, for your service and for what you've done. And I guess just in closing, talk about how you have seen adoption both domestically by Indian parents, but also internationally change the life of a child. Yeah, it's 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 very fulfilling to see um, the life changing. You know, the children when they come over here, I mean, uh, they are they are coming from all kinds of situations. Like we have children who who are thrown into um, uh, drainage. Like you know, there there's a there's a child who was you know um, uh, tied in a sack and you know thrown. Uh, you know, uh, and such wonderful children. You know, they have. They have come and uh, they have stayed with us and uh, they have recovered and uh, they are in good uh, loving families and uh, this is this is so fulfilling you know that really motivates us you know to see the changes you know that uh, uh, that are happening to the children and to the um, and to the families you know uh, the we I mean I have heard adoptive uh, mothers coming and uh, telling me how they have suffered like you know the uh, when when she didn't have a child and in india it's it's a social issue when you don't have a child you know there's so much of uh, criticism from the society you know and not only from the society from their own uh, in-laws and their own families you know they are looked down on and they go through a lot of uh, uh, emotional uh, emotional struggle and that also um, I mean, not only emotional, you know, that also is shown in their physical, like, you know, they fall really sick and one lady, she was telling me that she used to have a lot of tumors in her body, you know, every time it would come up and she would do the operation and then again, you know, but after she adopted a child from here, uh, her life changed and she became very happy. After that, she never had any physical issues, like, you know, no illness, you know, so she she was telling how her body has changed after adopting, you know, and the child, uh, um, I mean, she is in our church, you know, so I see her and she's really blooming. And um, there are m many, many difficult situations, like, you know, I really appreciate parents who adopt special needs children. I can't even imagine, you know, how they are able to really raise them, you know, I can't even imagine, you know. There was like you know, Caleb and there's another another couple who adopted um, a Down syndrome child. You know, uh, the couple is from uh, U.S. And when I asked, uh, what do you, what motivates you to adopt a child who can't even, I mean, she can't even give you anything. Like you know, she is so so low and I mean, she can't understand. You know, uh, Down syndrome child and she. she so that that couple said, you know, but you know, this child has a soul, you know. That's yeah. what I mean. Body is not so, yeah. you know, so much working, but the soul is there. You know, that's what we want really take it. I was really blown away by that yeah. answer, you know. Yeah. And I'm really grateful to all the parents, and I really pray for all of them, you know, that they have all the strength to, yeah. you know, yeah. care for such children. And I'm happy for Caleb that you know such a good uh, atmosphere he has you know a lot of support from all the christians and uh, that's such a great thing to know amen well we're grateful <clears throat> for you and for just the ministry that's being seen each and every day to these children 
and grateful for the part that you played in little Caleb's life and uh, through the Lord using you to help get him to the hospital, to sustain him. And we just all pray for what the Lord will do with him one day to show his glory. And so we're going to thank Jolly and uh, the Hope Foundation here in India uh, and just are so grateful for what we see the Lord doing through each and every organization here in India, working together for orphans and vulnerable children. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.